Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! His emerald eyes, they sparkle and shine As he eats the food court and steals half my fries That's what you get when you take Godzilla to the mall We are recording. So this is episode 54. Got G-Bones on the line. Hey, what's 54? Any any players you could think of? Um, was Junior Seau 54? I don't remember. What Junior Seau? I think it was 55. 54 for me was Randy White from the Cowboys. Oh, okay. But that's what I got. Um, lots to talk about today. We got some stuff. We got some stuff. Um, you know, we didn't even talk about beforehand what we're going to talk about. Are we going <clears> to... <throat> I know we're doing the Grammys. We're going to do our our top ten movies of the year, and we'll talk about the Oscars. Um, and I guess maybe we'll talk about... No, we talked about the championship game, so that, that's good, right? We're good there. Yeah, you know who's not going to be at the Oscars? Who? James Franco and uh, Casey Affleck. I saw Casey Affleck wasn't going to be there, but no Franco either, huh? Well, he got snubbed. That doesn't mean he's not going to show up. He's not showing up. Dude, I just read, so two days ago I got stuck in a, um, I got stuck in like a warp of looking up James Franco information about this case that he's in. And I started following like all these comments about the girl that accused him of some stuff and... All right, so you'll probably have a better understanding of what it is. I know that uh, my understanding is that he used his uh, independent film stuff to get girls naked. That's all I kind of well, got out of that, it. That's one thing. But the girl who originally accused him was his girlfriend, and she said she was on a date with him, and he <clears throat> like pulled out his junk and asked her to do some stuff. When they what first, a way to start off the podcast. When they first started, you know what this is like? Well, we'll start off like this. This is just like that Saturday Night Live skit on Saturday. Oh, yeah. The Aziz so and Zari skit. That was great. Careful. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's how you feel. But, like, I started following it, you know. And I guess, like, Allison Brie, like, she tweeted some stuff, like, that this girl had said earlier in the year, I like to make shit up about people to get them in trouble. You know, you can't really put yeah. that out. Now, I understand just because you said something stupid doesn't mean you can't be a victim. Like, that's, you know, but um, be careful what you're putting out there in case something bad really does happen to you. Um, she also tweeted some stuff about, like, wanting to bang young Sheldon or something. And Oh, yeah, that's right. They're like, but didn't you accuse James Franco of... Like wanting to sleep with younger girls, and she's like, "Well, mine's a joke, and his isn't." It's like, well. Anyway, I'm being careful. I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong. <laughs> Just saying, uh, you may not want to put that out there if that's the cause you're gonna go with. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't think James Franco's showing up. Okay. Although his performance should have been nominated. You think so? All right, so. Before we get into Oscars, let's go through notes. Um, we'll start with that Saturday Night Live. They had Will Farrell host this week. 
were you happy with his with his performance and with the episode? Oh yeah, I loved it. I thought it was. Uh, I loved him bringing back the uh, guy who can't control the volume of his voice. That was funny. Where he's talking about how he ended up in a male relationship because he couldn't involve his can control the volume. Um, he's just a freaking. He's just. I don't know how anyone doesn't laugh like nonstop when he's there. You know, and there, and, and that's the thing. Like he's a funny guy. That's what you start to notice is that Saturday Night Live really <clears throat> the sketches haven't changed that much since he's left. Yeah. They just don't have a guy. They don't have people like him to make every single one of those scenes funny. Well, I also think the writing was a little better back then. Okay. Um, you know, when you have those funny guys on staff, they are there to, you know, basically write the skits. And, uh, like, Will Ferrell coming in a guest house, I'm sure he didn't, like, write the skits. So he was just in them. I'm sure he added his little touches on it, but apparently Michael Che and uh, Colin Joseph had writers. But that's the thing. Like, what I'm saying is, you know, the sketches, when you see him in those sketches, they're not that different from the sketches, to me at least, that he was in, like, you know, 20 years ago or 15 years ago. But they're funnier because, you know, they're the, the same concepts. They're just funnier because yeah. he's in them, you know? Like, yeah, there's like that one in, in the... the commercial with the old people. Right. Uh, doing the commercial for the uh, local joint. Right. If you put... Uh, if you, yeah, if you put Beck, Beckett, or whatever his name is, in instead of Will Ferrell there, like, that thing is, like, crickets. Yeah. That's like an Amy Poehler... Uh, or not Amy Poehler, a um, Rachel Tresh and... Uh, Will Ferrell skit from like when they they were actually on the show. Okay. You know. Right. So yeah. I agree with kind of what you're saying. Yes. Um, I also this weekend I was telling you before we before we started, um, I was I wound up I almost bet the Pro Bowl Sunday. I think I have a problem. Yeah, I mean I think if you're betting the Pro Bowl, you have a serious gambling well, problem. I was live betting uh, basketball and it came across that the over under was 56 and a half and I was like there's no way it's going that high <laughs> um, yeah I stopped myself and I, as I told you I, I think that may have had my come to Jesus moment then <laughs> time to like slow it up like hey hey yeah pump the brakes pal um, <clears throat> I have a bunch of notes alright let's hear your notes did you see the preview for the two Bills? Yes, I have seen it. How excited are you for that? I'm pretty excited for that. Okay. The only thing is, like, we're moving. Mm -hmm. We have to move out of this house that has, like, a... First of all, the house is amazing. I think we've talked about it before. Yeah. Uh, and it has, like, everything set up that you would want. It has TBR. It's got a man cave, all this stuff. We're going to be, like, moving on Saturday... I don't even know if this new place that we're going to has all that stuff. So I may not be able to see it right away. I know it's coming out, like, in the next couple of days. Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tape it, but hopefully uh, I'll be able to watch it. Um, okay, my next thing I want to talk about, because I'm just going gonna, gonna to try to pound through these, because like I said, I got a few. Um, I, I recently bought a bunch of um, Apple products. 
I, I'm fully drinking the Kool-Aid of Apple. I bought the iPad Pro, and I got the pen and the keyboard for it, and I'm starting to, like, convert it into uh, my own computer now. It's like my, I've almost got it to, like, a full laptop at this point. Did you... And it probably would have been cheaper to, like, buy a laptop. Yeah, I was thinking... That's that's the thing I'm starting to get at. Like, I'm buying all these apps. Like, I just bought Final Draft, the app, and I'm, I'm like, find some editing software, and I'm, like, at this point... Should I just have bought, like, a real computer? <laughs> I, I shouldn't, though, because the pen. The pen is so good. The pen, like, on the, on the um, it, it just, it's like a game changer. The only thing that is better than the pen. Why would you want to use a tip pen rather than type? No, it's not even for, like, the typing. It's like, so I had a meeting and last week, and I sat in the meeting and I took notes, and I literally, I just wrote the notes on the screen, and then I have an app that transfers them into typing, because writing is faster than typing. Sometimes. I think all the time. Unless you're like... I don't a, think so. Unless you're like I don't a... Think so. unless, I, I, hate, okay. I don't think... It's not all the time. All right. I'm going not all the time on that one. Well, so, we'll, we'll ask our, our... Did you get that uh, iTunes... Or the like the the note or the echo dot thing that for the iTunes that I saw during the Grammys, you know what I mean? Like the it's kind of like the Siri or at home dot. Yeah, the the Apple one. It, yeah. it hasn't been released yet, but no, I, I just got I just got Alexa and I'm 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 kind of fully in on Alexa. I'm fully, um, you know, in the future now. You're in the future. Yeah, like I'm all about. Or you mean in the present? Well, that that you know, the the present future. Um, I because because what I really wanted to talk about, it, talking about all like buying all this stuff, the headphones, the wireless headphones are the greatest invention ever. Okay, I, I need to get it. I have not gone to the wireless headphones. I yet. I am I love those things because I wear headphones all the time. Sometimes I wear headphones just so people won't talk to me. Um, you know, I'll be like, eh, yeah, I'll just point to my, my finger to my ear. Be like, hey, sorry, I can't hear you. Even though that I'm not listening to anything just because I'd rather people not talk to me. Um, <laughs> but the wireless ones, so what's so cool about them is you put them in your ear and there's like sensors. So like if you do talk to me and I want to hear what you have to say, if I pull out the earphone, it pauses whatever you're listening to. You tell me, I put it back in, and it just starts again on its own. And I, I absolutely love that feature. I can't recommend that enough. Hold on, something happened. Hello. Yeah, something happened. Um, you got off the speaker. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm just saying, I love that feature. <clears throat> okay. Um, <clears throat> my next. Um, let's see. Um, Phantom Thread. I saw Phantom Thread. I mean, I, I guess we'll get into that when we talk about movies. Um, okay. Okay. That's it. Um, um, I do uh, have a uh, one note that will kind of be part. I thought I was going to put it part of my our Grammy thing, but so Elton John, you know, he's going on tour one last time. Yeah. <clears throat> so tickets go on sale January 30th. Which is in like a couple days. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's today's the 29th. So. Yeah. The concert. It's not till March 30th, 2019. 
<laughs> you serious? Yeah. So get your tickets now. They're oh gonna be my expensive. God. I was actually thinking about getting it, but I'm like, I don't know where I might not even be alive then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope so. But I mean, you're gonna have to pay a ton of money. Here's the pros and cons. I guess you're gonna have to pay a lot of money to get a ticket since it's his last time ever when it gets closer more than you would pay you know when you're January 30th um but but then you're also buying a ticket for something that is not going to happen for a year and two months from now yeah I can't commit to that I'm with you <laughs> I can't got got your Elton John tickets got them <laughs> See you, see you there, March 30th, 2019. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to keep rolling through my notes. Challenge, I, I'm caught up now. That This year is really good. Yeah, I like the new challenge. I like the new people now. I do too. I didn't think I'd like uh, it. I don't usually like the new people. I like the new people now. That blonde girl is definitely... Oh, I got an amazing race thing for you. So uh, the blonde girl is definitely... Uh, doing all this stuff for to get on camera oh 100 percent. she's like the most i think she's the fakest person on there for sure i agree with that i'll agree with that and it's funny because uh, i was always anti-bananas but i've become a full bananas like guy now like i feel like when you're rooting for like the vets you're like they're like this is my show you know all you new people can't come on can't come on my show and just take it over It's really good. I think uh, I like that Veronica girl. She's attractive. Who's Ver- which one's Veronica? That's Johnny Banana's new guy. Oh. New girl. Oh, not not Veronica. It was uh, sorry. It was um, Natalie. Natalie. Yeah. Because the name of that episode was Banatalie. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She's she's so she's right up your alley. She's a definite your type. And Jimmy. Oh. I saw the coming attractions. Yeah. That girl's such a mess. She, I mean, what is her purpose on this show? She's never good at anything. Uh, same thing with um, Sylvia. Like, yeah, Sylvia's on the show and has no chance of winning. So she gets she gets voted in to to the challenge next week. Um, Which that guy is like crazy. Yeah, that guy's like watching nuts. him like stare someone down. It's like dude, so that was my, like, that's what I wanted to talk about. That's that was basically what I wanted. To talk, like, how nuts is Brad? Dude, Brad, like you can't. He's like a snake. You know, like a, you never know if like the snake's gonna bite you or not. And then everyone's like, oh, it's it's not gonna bite you, but you can't tell the emotions on the snake's face. Like you can, like on a dog when it starts to get like angry or something, and the snake's just gonna like bounce at you. See, here's the thing, like, I, so, because none of you probably watched the show, Brad got upset because Maria took a bunch of pizza. Now, that was the worst argument ever. Here's some thoughts, like, I'd get mad about that, too. Like, I, (laughs) she did eat a lot of pizza. She, like, took a pizza and then came out and took more, and there's some people who But when she opened the pizza, it was like a full pizza. Yeah. And so, like, and she ate the whole thing, and then she went back up and got more. And she's a horrible person, I want to say. She's kind of a not a great person. No. Um, so he's like, 
I can't, you know, he, he's become a social justice warrior for the pizza. And I got to say, like, I probably would have done, maybe not gone as far as him, but I would have had the same emotions tied to somebody coming and taking the whole pizza. But he is a complete insane person. That's not my better but, side that would right. be. But also you could look at it like, maybe there's an infinite amount of pizza. Like, if they run out, they, the production staff just orders more. It's true. They did walk in with a lot of pizzas. Um, so who knows? There might be uh, one for everybody. Well, I'm excited to keep keep my eye on Brad and see what happens. Uh, yeah, that guy's a crazy person. Um, all right, so the last... I saw this movie called All These... That won't be in our movie thing called All These Sleepless Nights. Have you heard of this? No. It's a foreign film, and it's about these... Guys in Poland who just go out all night, all the time. They just party and they're trying to find chicks. Um, is it a documentary? It's like half documentary, half. This is what's interesting about it. It's partly documentary and it's partly real, like it's or, or partly uh, fictional. So like they're like real guys doing this, and there's not really a script. They're kind of just going out. They're, but I'm sure they're being scripted as to what to say because all the shots in it are like beautiful, you know. They're being yeah. followed around by these cameras. But it is, uh, it seems like a fun time to hang out. Like, you would hate it. Everybody's just up all night dancing. Oh, yeah, it's like right up your alley. Um, but, uh, I mean, I certainly couldn't keep up with this now. But in, in a, at a younger time, Warsaw, Poland, who knew? Um, <laughs> what else is there to do there? I, I don't know. That's the thing. It's like, and so... Like, the one guy, they both got dumped, these two guys, by their girlfriends. They're going out over two summers together to all these parties. And then one starts dating the other guy's ex-girlfriend, you know. Um, I think that this is the life, if you see the movie, this is what I think the Chainsmokers do. The band. I think this is kind of like their story. Um, but it's it's big. One of those, you know, sometimes movies stick with you. They haunt you a little bit, and you're like, hmm, that was that was interesting. There's a bunch of that because there's a lot of really cool shots of things going on at these parties. So, um, two shows. One, um, have you seen the toys we grew up on yet? No, but I, I do want to watch that. So I saw the first episode. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll hold for that. For those of you that don't know, the toys we grew up on is a show about the toys we grew up on. So first episode's on Star Wars, second Barbie, third... Um, He-Man and fourth is on G.I. Joe. But uh, the first episode was great. It just tells you about, like, the deals made to get these toys made, how it happened, how people turned them down, how, you know. And you start seeing all this shit, you're like, oh, yeah, I had that. And then there's, like, one Star Wars figure, there's a Boba Fett that you had to send away for, and I remember sending away for it. But... They're, like, if you got the original one that you had to send away for, it's, like, the most expensive piece in, like, there in the collection. And you start thinking, did I have that? But you know that you didn't. <laughs> and if you did, you know that you broke it or it's lost somewhere, so it's better off to just make peace that you didn't have it. Yeah. My final note, uh, TV show, have you started The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel yet? No, I haven't. All right. So I had several... People I'm close with recommend it to me. I had my friend Mateo and his 
he he's uh I he he recommended it and it, this doesn't seem like it'd be his taste. He's like, look, it's the only show that both my wife and I put our phones down to watch. I'm like, get out of here, dude. I banged through that thing in a day and a half. That show is awesome. Okay. You're gonna love it. What's the uh, premise of it? It's about a woman who's married to this guy who wants, it's like 1958 New York, she's married to this guy, and she's like a wealthy Upper West Side um, housewife, and her, and her husband wants to be a comedian, <clears throat> and so they're going down to the village, and he's doing like comedy, but he's bad at it, and after he bombs, he decides to leave her, and she becomes a stand-up, or she starts, she realizes that she's actually really good at it, so she's trying to become a stand-up comedian. But it's not like stand-up comedian, like, in the sense that uh, you see it now. It's 1958, so it's like Lenny Bruce and all that kind of stuff. So it's very edgy, and people are getting arrested for saying things and that. It's just, she's so good. Everybody in that show is so freaking good. Nice, yeah, I want to start that. And it's like, it's just, I mean, it it sounds terrible. It's like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, you know, like who... Why? But man, that show is is good. Um, and the more I talk to people, the more people I, I you know have said that they've seen it, and everybody just seems to think it's the best show. So, um, I'm I'm I'll, I'll, I'm excited to hear what you think about it because I think it's up your alley. A lot of Jewish humor in it too. All right. So. Yeah, um, I'm looking. I got. I'm gonna be plowing through some stuff when I get off the show for sure. Um, so, um, what do you got? Those are all my notes. My last thing was Amazing Race. Okay. Had two, uh, a, a double episode on Monday. What a and night. Both... What's up? What a night it was. It was. It was a night. <laughs> um, both Sean Marion and, Sean Marion's team and, um, Joey Chestnut's team got eliminated. Oh. Joey Chestnut, let me, let's just say, first of all, the guy is really out of shape and okay. sweats profusely. Um, he is the worst. At, he, he has no clue about directions. They lost because they got lost all the time. Uh, and then the NBAers like, basically lost because they're just really tall and awkward and can't do stuff. But they were also not a very good intention to detail people either. Um, shocking. That's all I got. Okay. Well, thanks for the... I mean, is that the end of our updates then for the year? No, um, that's going to be the end of the updates for the Amazing Race. Because <laughs> everybody we care about got eliminated. Yep. Um, all right, so what do you want to get into now? Do you want to get into uh, music or movies? Let's do the music, since the Grammys just ended. All right. This is exciting. And I, literally, it just ended, because that thing was long. Yeah. Um, all, all I have to say is, well, I got a lot of things to say. Yeah, actually. well, what, all right, let, let's go. What's your one, because I got my one, and I, I have a feeling we're going to have the same theme. But let's get it. What's your theme? Um, I got a lot of comments here. I know, my but what's the, was like, your one thing? Broad, uh, so there's no rock. There was no rock awards. But yet they did a fucking Broadway tribute 
and uh, like basically had these people like sing for like 20 minutes. And I was just like, hey, they have the Tonys. That's what the Tonys are for. They don't need to bring um, the guy from freaking Pitch Perfect and uh, Patty LaPone up on stage to sing some shit. Um, I'd like to see, but I actually looked it up and I have no clue who the uh, artist is that won the uh, Rock Awards. So maybe it was a good thing. Um, okay. Here's my big takeaway. Um, Have you ever heard the war on drugs? Yes. So deep, deeper understanding what the best rock album, War on Drugs. I don't know the names of the album. My, my takeaway was um, what what does CBS have invested in a Sting, Shaggy reunion that they need to bring uh, those guys out three times? Yeah, I totally agree with you not reunion but like did we did we need shaggy was, was anybody missing that guy <laughs> apparently you were i sting what happened did sting say hey you know who needs you know who we need more of is, is shaggy and cbs is like well we want to be in business with sting so sure we'll do two skits with you or we'll do one skit with you guys then a song and then sting will come out and uh, he'll play uh, um, he'll he'll give out an award. So we had Sting three times. Sting, now Sting hasn't been relevant in God knows how long. <laughs> yeah. And then I was listening to Howard this morning, and Howard was talking about it, and he's like, "This guy can't even. <laughs> this guy can't play with the police, but he can put an album out with Shaggy." <laughs> oh man. You know? Yeah, I totally, yeah, I totally agree. He's like, oh, you can't find a way to get along with Stuart Copeland, but you're okay getting along with the guy who sings, oh, Carolina. Um, that opening was pretty awesome, though. All right, so yeah, let, let's go through it. Because um, I got a lot of comments to it. I'm like, oh, very yeah. excited about this. So before we start, so, uh, you know, Childish Gambino? Yeah. I've never heard of Childish Gambino, right? So I'm sitting here, and uh, I'm with watching it with uh, this guy here and uh, I, go, I look over and go he looks a lot like uh, Donald Glover whoever that is uh, da- Danny Glover's kid yeah Danny Glover's kid yeah. he looks a lot like Donald Glover <laughs> for those of you who don't know that, that was, a, that was a, a callback to an earlier episode we all know now and, that he's uh, not Donald Glover apparently Glover's I found kid. out that uh, Donald Glover is Charles Gambino. I can't I, did not know that. I can't believe you didn't know that. So I didn't know that. I really liked the first two Charles Gambino albums. I did not like this one. Um, he actually had like my favorite song one year. So I, I, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, he's a he's good. He used to his hip hop used to be really good because he would sing about he, a lot of his stuff was about being. Um, a black guy in Silver Lake, you know? Like, he's, like, with all these hipsters, and it's cool to be his friend, but he's, like, wants, you know, wants to be more gangster than that, you know? Yeah. Which uh, I always found interesting. Um, That's funny that you didn't even know who he was, because he was up for... um, Yeah, I know. I guess I just didn't... So I, before the show started, I want you to know I wrote down the odds for everything. So when we get to some awards, 
I'll tell you what the odds were were and and what the payout was. Um, So Kendrick Lamar opens up the show. Okay. With a a montage of stuff. Was it all the same? uh, Was it all the same song, just interrupted by you two and Dave Chappelle? I thought it was different songs. No. Because they had in the corner the name of the song. Yeah. Which I did not like. No, I didn't like that. I, I don't want them to do that. Um, but um, that was really good. Yeah. That thing, yeah. Where, that thing where everybody was in hoods and he was like shooting, like shooting everybody. Yeah. Dude, that was sick. Sorry. Yeah. I know that's, that 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 probably scared a lot of white people, but that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. And then no. you cut away from him to James Corden, the whitest man in the world. And you're like, oh, it's James Corden. The, only, the good thing about it, though, is James Corden, I mean, I know he tried to do a couple bits, but he really wasn't, he didn't do anything. Yeah, that was a conscious decision, I bet. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's a very conscious decision. You think it's smart? Did you, like, you, you didn't miss a monologue? No, I don't, we don't need a monologue. We just need performances. That's what a monologue is. That's that's nice things. Um... But uh, I think that was definitely a cut. They tried to do the bits with the subway, and yeah, yeah. that didn't work. Um, all right, so I'm going to keep going through the timeline, and you can tell me, like, whatever. Uh, yeah. Next was Lady Gaga. Um, I, saw the Lady, I saw the Lady Gaga movie. Do you see that? Oh, really? No, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Um, that, that song that she sang is a good part in that, in that movie. Like when she like tells her grandmother that she wrote a song about um, her aunt that died before she knew her and all this stuff, and like the grandmother's like you're very special. It's just nice. Um, she's a she's a talented person. So she's doing it with Mark Ronson, who's playing guitar. Like that guy certainly stepped into it, didn't he? Yeah, for sure. Like I mean, I'm sure he's a very talented producer. I don't know. I don't. You know, he's obviously involved in a lot of stuff, but he produced the um, Amy Winehouse album, and ever since then has just kind of been on everybody's shit. So, like, last year or two years ago, he did the Bruno Mars thing um, that blew up, and yeah. now he's, you know, he's involved with her. He's, he's certainly living a charmed life. That's true. And it, do you remember his sister, Samantha Ronson? She was like a DJ yeah. that was da- she's yeah. famous for dating Lindsay Lohan. She just kind of went away. Yeah, yeah, she did go away. Um, okay, so next is Sam Smith. Um, he might yeah, be. I, I'm not gonna lie, that that was a fast forward for me. All right, I have a. All right, I, all right, I'm gonna get to that in a second. He was a little boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's is he the whitest thing that has ever been made? You think? Uh, yeah, and he was wearing a white outfit, so, yes. He's just so white. Uh, like, <laughs> I, you know, I, don't, I don't know. Do you like Sam Smith? I'm not really a fan. I like the one Disclosure song. I don't know. There's one, one song I like, but no. He's just, he just sat up there. And, like, it was just boring. Everything was boring about it. Can I, I tell like, you? I'm out. Can I tell you that this is the line that I've written down from my notes? Sam Smith, so white. 
disclosure song, how fast did you fast forward? Oh, I fast forwarded real quick. But I have that um, written down because I knew that that was going to be your comment. I just want you to. Um, <laughs> um, I think we'll get to it, but there was like a moment. I guess you're, you have the timeline, so we'll, uh, we'll just yeah. go with your who, timeline. Who did you, fa- who, who were you the quickest to fast forward? Was it him or is there another contender? Um, the guy from Santa Live, who was on Santa Live, the guy, Chris Stapleton. Did, Tom, Tom Petty. Chris Stapleton. I, li- I listened to that. But, but who I did you? not li- I, I fast forwarded right away as soon as they brought up country music. I'm like, let it. You know, it's so funny because I was watching Sign Out Live and um, I was watching it with my friend who likes country and she's like, I oh, wait, because I was about to fast forward through Chris Stapleton on Sign Out Live and she's like, wait, hold on a second. I'm, I, I just want to hear it. And I'm like, and I looked, I said, this is what G used to do to me when I would do that. And I just <laughs> held the controller, pointed with my thumb on the button, ready to press, <laughs> and stared at her, just waiting for her to say, okay, I'm done with this song. Yeah, you gotta, if, if, you know, if you get more into this, you gotta, you don't do it non-verbally. <laughs> you would you sit just, there, and you would you point the remote. shake your head, ready. <laughs> you just nod your head, and you're like, yep, I'm ready to go. It's very effective. I got to give it to you. Um, so after after that, after Sam Smith, we had the Alicia Carl one for Best New Artist, right? Yep. Um, I liked her speech with how she used to pretend in the shower, because I think we've all done our version of that, pretend to accept the award when you're alone. Um, yeah. I thought that was cool that she brought that up. Um <clears throat> So you know, the odds on Best New Artist, she was minus 225. Um, SZA was plus 250. Juliana Michaels was plus 600. Khalid was plus 750. And Lil Uzi Vert was plus 1500. What was Khalid? Plus 750. Because didn't he win, uh, he won Best New Artist at another award. I think the MTV ones, right? Oh, I don't know. Okay. The last award show, you won Best New Artist. Well, whatever, whatever the one we talked about. You would have paid well if you won, um, but yeah. if you had Alicia Cara, you were betting two twenty-five to win a hundred. So, and to me, that didn't seem like that was definitely a, a layup, but I guess I was wrong. Um, all right, so after that, you get Little Big Town, um, and then they come out with the Gary. Well, Little Big Town was the band that was sang for Vegas. They were, I don't know. I, I fast-forwarded that, too. You fast-forwarded the Vegas tribute? Yeah, I don't know there was a Vegas Were they tribute. sung Tears in Heaven? No, 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 no. That's down the road. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, I think that was the one I fast-forwarded for sure. All right. So, so then, then they come out and they say, here to do a tribute is Gary Clark and John Baptista. Were you nervous that they were going to do Tom Petty right there? I was a little nervous. Yeah, I figured. I was like, you're definitely... But they do Fats, Domino, and, and um, Chuck Berry. Maybelline, yeah. Which is one of my favorite songs. Okay. Maybelline. Um, I think that's one of the best songs ever. I love it. It's good. Wow. I did not know that about you. That's nice. Right. Okay. Um, my favorite song is The Weight. Um, and uh, that's the... Uh, Maybelline's in the top ten. Hmm. I don't think I have anything before 
1985, that would be in my top ten. But okay, um, and that that just shows you my. That's more of a comment about me than about music. Um, <clears throat> so next up is uh, your favorite duo, Victor Cruz and Sarah Silverman. Oh my God! First of all, why is Victor Cruz there? His, Second I, of all, what the hell happened to Sarah Silverman's hair? Who thought that was good? <laughs> Who I, thought that was a good idea? I'll tell you, if I'm an athlete with aspirations post-NFL, I am finding out who Victor Cruz's agent is and getting that guy, getting a meeting with that guy right away. Yeah, everyone should jump on that. Because, like, what the hell is that guy doing there? He is, he is no, um, he, he has no charisma, you know? He's... Well, I just don't know, like, the point of him. Like, yeah, why he, he was never he's really not that, involved in music. He's not involved in music. He was never really that. I mean, he was he was good for like you know four years. He was. He was well, a New York. He's a New York guy. And, a he, lot, and he did a the, lot of New Yorkers love him. I get that. And he did the dances. You know, there's that whole thing. Maybe that. You but, know, everyone was like upset when he hurt himself and like rallied around yeah, him. I don't think people cared that much because Odell Beckham was there, so nobody cared. Odell Beckham better not be there. No, Odell Beckham was at the Giants already, so when people had moved on no. to Victor Cruz. That's what I'm saying. I got you. You better not be at the fucking Grammys. Better be rehabbing that shit. But anyway. Um, all right, so they bring out Despacito. I love Despacito. I'm just going to say it. I do too, but, like, we can't get a Justin Bieber sighting? No, I think the song is better without, without Bieber. Controversial take. Okay. I, uh, I thought that should have. I thought that should have won the uh, song of the year. Hey, if I knew what a song was versus a record of the year, I'd tell you, but I don't. So I'm going. Yeah, with, yeah. I mean, I feel like that that song took had so many. I mean, it was like it's the biggest like YouTube video of all time, but most watched, and it's just like just blown up all over the world. Yeah, everybody likes it. I walked into the office today and it was playing. And as I was listening to somebody else talking about it on a, on a podcast, and I was like, that song's got legs. I guess Des, those guys from Des, who sing that song were uh, trying to stay away from Justin Bieber after he yelled at his fans who requested that song at his concerts, and he couldn't sing it because he didn't know the words. Yeah, he just said Taco Taco Burrito or whatever. Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. All right. So then we get the Cambino and, and the pink, um, the pink performance. Okay. So pink performance coming up. One of the most memorable performances ever in Grammy history. Pink. She walks out. She's wearing like a something she just like rolled out of bed with. <laughs> yeah. She's wearing like mom jeans and fucking uh, a shirt from Flashdance. Hey, um, and you know what? We're fine with that, but don't tell us that it's going to be memorable. Yeah, because this is a it chick. This is a chick that, like, like three years ago, was like flying through the the sky on her. You know, that's memorable. I mean, she had a really good voice and it sounded great, but no one's going to remember that performance. I'm sorry, James Corden. So here's my here's my big question about Pink. Is she? Now, is her kid now, like, the new accessory, the way DJ Khaled's kid is an accessory? Like, are we just going to... Yeah. Is this yeah, just something yeah. we're going to have to deal with moving forward, like DJ Khaled's yeah, kid? Yeah, I think her and uh, 
Jay-Z's kids are going to probably, like, be hanging out soon. But, like, you know, she dresses her daughter up and she brings her as part of, like, as, like, a thing. So, yeah. the way that, yeah, all right. I'm just, just want to know. She's all about, just, she's all about uh, her daughter. Now. Look, it's up to her. Just it's her life. She, she's the mom. Just let me know if I need to be on board for this or not. Yeah, and, like, right before her performance, like, the commercial before, they were, like, coming up, where it was, like, you, <laughs> the most remor- for, memorable performance, and they show her, like, doing that whole, like, thing where she was acrobatic in the air, and she was getting, like, all the water and everything. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be good. And then she just walks out and she's like doing some sort of sign language with the person next to her. <laughs> do you... you guys ready to sign? <laughs> do you this think gonna you... Be, this do you... is going to be memorable. <laughs> do you think Everyone you... comes out with the <laughs> freaking sign language. You're not the first person to do it. <laughs> do you think you pay more attention to the coming up a uh, person on on a in a awards telecast more than any anybody else in the world. Like you seem to put a lot of weight into the coming up. Dude, every time <laughs> there was a commercial, I was waiting for them to go. Tom Petty drew it. No one said anything. I was like, I don't even think this is gonna happen. Um, well, we'll when we get to that, I'll tell you where. where when I'm... they said Miley Cyrus and Elton John, I'm like, all right, these are the two people that are gonna say. There's no way Elton John is going to tribute somebody else. You don't, I didn't realize that he was like getting touted the way he did. You don't you don't tribute down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the guy died. Yeah, but you don't tribute down. Not like an award ceremony. The bigger artist doesn't doesn't tribute the 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 lesser the lesser artist. Alright, whatever. That's like your opinion, man. No, I'm serious though. I mean you think what? You think that Tom Petty is a bigger is bigger than Elton John? No, I don't. But I'm saying, like, the guy died. I'm sure, like, he could suck up his fame and uh, sing a friggin' uh, Tom Petty song. But right. it didn't happen, so it doesn't matter. So, Carpool Karaoke... Get your tickets tomorrow, for March 30th. <laughs> Carpool Karaoke with Sting and Shaggy in a... It was awful. Yeah, not funny. No. Um... <clears throat> Are we like over carpool karaoke? Like that that's run its I, course, right? You wanna hear you wanna hear a hot take? Hot take, here we go. I've never watched one episode. Oh really? I've never seen any of them. Wow. I get it. I understand what it is. Okay. I'm good. I don't I, need to see James Corden driving people around singing. I respect that. I respect the hell out of that. Cause I've seen like all of them. And I don't know why. I I like to see if I would like the celebrity. I already watched one comedians in car getting coffee. I don't need freaking James Corden riding around. I got too many people, too many shows that or bits that I watch where people are driving around in cars. Um. So then we have Bruno Mars, and we have some more Shaggy and and <laughs> more Shaggy and Sting. Like within yeah. the same within Bruno the same Mars commercial. And Cardi B was pretty good. Who? Was that the Bruno Mars Cardi B song? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty good. Okay. Um, I like that. But, but whatever. Although he looks like he's like 17 years old. Yeah, it's true. Um, I had this question earlier. Does the fact that he got caught doing blow in a Vegas hotel bathroom make you like him more or less? I don't have a. I don't really have an opinion 
any other way. Okay. See, I, I, I have like an opinion. I just can't figure out if it makes me like him more or less. I think it makes me like him more. Did we already get to the Time's Up speech? No. Uh, Which I don't one? Know what, I don't know what the order is. Um, I, I, let's see. I, I'm going to try to run through this a little bit faster. Because um, <clears throat> we're sandwiched in between two uh, Sting and Shaggy performances. Um, so then, um, then we have the the Rihanna and DJ Khaled song. Oh my God! What does he? What does he, what? What does he yeah, do? What is, exactly, I have the same thought. Okay, you just say it. Like they say, like the DJ Khaled performance, but his performances—he comes out in a fucking and he goes, Throw your hands up! Throw like, your hands up! And he talks over whoever's singing the whole time. And just kind of ruins whatever song. Like, I know he produced this stuff. I mean, I don't know, but he is listed as the producer of this. But I actually, like, went and, like, Googled him to try to find out. I just wish that came out that somebody else was pretty. I want him to go away so bad. But I do like a lot of the songs, you know? Yeah, okay. I'm yeah, torn. I mean, he has. I like that I'm the one song, but, yeah, he's just, like, annoying. He, he should not just be at live shows. Because all he does is go, hey, DJ Khaled! And then he goes, put your hands up! And he, that's he, all he, he, and that's he, all says, he did last And we the, we the best music. And he does it in every one of his songs and ruins every one of his songs with that stupid soundbite. And I know that we're probably out of touch, but God, I can't stand it. All right. All right. How fast is Haley Seinfeld growing up? She's, uh, she's becoming... She's growing up. Are we are we allowed to talk about how attractive she is? She's she's old enough, right? Yeah, she's old enough. Holy moly. She's, she's attractive. Wait, she's probably really annoying, I'm guessing, because she's been like a you know, a kid actor for a long time and now she's trying to start her singing career. But she she is really she is really attractive. Like I heard her song like on the radio, like I, I was on Serious Hits One. And I was like, oh, this is Haley Seinfeld. And it was like all about, it's like some sexy breakup song. And it was like kind of. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that song. And yeah. I was like, I had all weird feelings. Like I was jealous of the guy, but at the same time, I was <laughs> like, is she old enough to be singing about this? You know, I was having all kinds of problems. So when Bruno Mars went, oh, well, I guess we're not there yet. No, go ahead. go ahead. That's it. Go ahead. Go with Bruno Mars. No, go with the timeline, because. Well, I got some stuff. well, we missed his... Okay, all right. Um, then the tears in heaven. So, you said that that's for Vegas? I didn't realize that was a Vegas thing. Yeah, they were the band that was playing when everyone got shot up. Oh, that makes so much sense because... So they, so they came out and like made a speech about it. If you watched it, not fast forward it. Dude. And then all, all the people's names were behind them, and they were singing the most depressing song ever made in the world. I uh, thought, okay, so I thought that that was, like, the tribute for the people, like, that was going to be the tribute for the people who died. Then I just was like, why is, like, musicians that died? I didn't realize it was that. Okay, I had no idea, and I'm, that, that's, that's nice. Um, here's the problem. That was fucking one of the worst... Version. That guy, yeah, that guy on the, the far right. Is he the guy? That guy's a horrible singer. He just needs to go. Wait, which one? He needs to go. 
the fifth, you know, that fifth harmony dropped. They need to just drop that guy. Wait. The guy on the far right. He was like the last guy to say. Oh, no. The guy who went first might be the worst. The, the deep voice? All I know is they're pretty popular because they uh, sell out places. That I had no idea that's who that was, but I was like, who are the fucking ad wizards that put these guys on stage? Because it was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Oh, I'm so glad. That would have made me feel so much more awkward if I knew that that's what that would have made me feel really bad about the feelings I was having about how bad it was. Um, okay, so next we get Kesha. Um, okay. Kesha has Kesha. a tattoo. Kesha has a tattoo on her palm. Well, hold on. Let's back it up. <laughs> so, so Janelle, Janelle Monet came out, right? To yeah. introduce this little thing. She gave that whole speech. And I felt like, this is my question to you. Was it bad that all I was thinking about was how attractive she was? No. While she was giving this speech about, like, time's up. Well, that's the thing is, usually I think Janelle Monet is really attractive. I didn't think, I don't like the two-tone short hair thing. Um... But, she's, she, she is ridiculous. But that's funny because Howard, that's what Howard was talking about this morning, the same thing. He was like, they should have just cut to, like, artists, like, beating off or, like, guys doing, like, really horrible things while during that speech. And he was, like, <laughs> he was, like playing it, you know, because it's angry. It's, like, or not angry, but it's, like... Yeah. It's... Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I don't think it's bad that you think she's attractive because I, th- I was thinking the same thing. What are you going to do? Um, she's a drink. But what can we do? But that catches. You can't do anything. Dude, that she's, ten. She's, she's she's that person. That ten minutes was really was really awkward though. Between that and then the Kesha song, because that Kesha song is like. Kesha's really bad. My sister listens to her. She's got her CD. I had to listen to it. She's got the song called Godzilla. Uh huh. You want to hear a bad song? Search that one out. So is that Kesha like before? Maybe maybe I'll play that on the uh, opening. Yeah, song. that's maybe that's there you go. So I was playing okay, but is this is that Kesha before? Um, is that Kesha before she, like when she was like drunk and on drugs or post like victim? What when, when she's fighting the guy? If this okay. is post victim. Okay. Because um, that was that song. Like, here's my thing. Um, I'm sure that people like that Kesha song. I, I don't like songs that are very literal. Why Why are not, none of the other people, like there's all these stars that are singing with her. None of them get their own time. Eh, it's her thing. I'm okay I with know that. it's her thing, but why is Cindy Lauper up there? Have her sing like a verse or something. I gotcha. But like, it's just, it's so, it's, it's so, um, I, I, it's so literal. I don't like when, People sing like literal things. Oh, we'll love Godzilla then. Okay, that's great. Um, Everyone, check it out, Godzilla. This is not the worst case of singing literally in in the night. I'll, I'll get to that one soon. Um, all right, so that happens, and then if you didn't think that, th- if you thought that that was over the top, then we cut to a barge out in front of the Statue of Liberty. Oh yeah, where you <laughs> where you two's performing in. Uh, Look, you know, I love you too, and I like that song, and, uh, but man, they, they just, are they just the most over the top, like, they're over the top, they're just so over the top, um, then we bring up Sting again, just wanted to say, uh, they're over the top, 
I, I think C, he has to have, like, the CBS has a music line, right? Like, they have to have Sting. There has to be a reason why he showed up three times on this broadcast. I uh, can't let it go. Then they do the Fire and Fury skit, and they bring out Hillary on that. Um, That's making the rounds this morning. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, she just she can't seem to get out, get out of the news. That's good for her. Um, <clears throat> then we get to your guy Elton John and Miley Cyrus. Which I really liked. I thought that was good. But what's the, like? Don't you think that he they they mentioned something about the "I'm Still Standing" thing in the beginning, and I was like. Hey, that's awesome. They're going to play I'm Still Standing instead of something that you always hear them play. Yeah. And then they play something that you always hear them play. Is that, like, the most overplayed? Yeah, I would have liked to have heard, like, Mad Hatters. Oh, that's, yeah, that's my favorite. I'm with you. That's my favorite Elton John song. Because that song is so, like, overplayed. I mean, is it the most? Like, Norma Jean was pretty overplayed in its day. Um, But after Almost Famous came out, that became one of the most overplayed uh, song ever. Yeah. I'll tell you, um, Miley Cyrus looked good, though. She looked like a really, like, normal human being. It was like... She's trying to uh, change her image. Do you think... Look, she'll never go on record as saying it, but do you think she's like, I probably shouldn't have acted like an like an idiot? Or She think, did say that. Oh, she really? She said that on Howard Stern. Oh, okay. Yeah, she said she was, like, on drugs the whole time. Huh. And she, like, was fucking high all the time and didn't realize, like how much of an asshole she was and then she like looked she looked back at herself and decided she wanted to change everything and that's why she's got this new album that's kind of different from her other albums and now she's like kind of changing her image a little bit this is nice you know getting more getting more grown up i'm learning on our podcast this is good um all right so then we get into the leonard bernstein and andrew lloyd weber tribute with patty lapone crying yeah, you you you're 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 out on that, right? I'm out. Okay. I'm good. Musical theater is kind of a big thing now. I like it. Just they have their own award show. Interesting point. Um, I was I was just I was writing all this down, planning to argue the merit of having all these people over Tom Petty tributes, but um, then we get to uh, I don't remember what was next. I think Eve introduced SZA. And Eve's like one of those girls when she comes up, I'm like, wow, Eve looks really good. And then she starts talking. And I'm like, nope. Because she's got the tough girl thing going. What was the movie? What was the movie that Eve was in? I don't know. It was like, it was like an action movie. But like, she's followed, <clears throat> she's followed by uh, Alicia Keys, who does the same thing. I'm like, oh, Alicia Keys is really, is like really good looking. And then she's like, yo. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, I'm out. Um. So I'm, I'm looking up to Eve here. All right. So then Bruno Mars wins um, best record and uh, best song. Would you like to know what the odds are on each of those? Dude, what I would. What speaking of when he came up, what was with that guy with the mask? I don't know. Maybe he had the flu. I had the flu for like a week. You know, I, I get it. No, he definitely didn't have a flu. That was, <laughs> that was a conscious decision. I think he's afraid of getting sick and didn't want to miss the Grammys. No, he definitely... <laughs> yeah, that was it. I think he was yeah. like... I think he was like... She was in Triple X. Okay. I think he was like, Bruno, I'm so sick. 
I can't, you know, and Bruno's like, well, you're not coming to the Grammys then. He's like, no, man, I'm never going to miss the Grammys. This I'll is like make my it one cool. chance. Put a print this, on this it. This is my one chance. And he's like, I don't care. I'm not getting sick. He goes, bro, I'll wear a fucking mask over my face. All right, if you do that, you can come to the Grammys. And he did it. It needs to be a cool red mask with a print on it. All right, I'm in. Okay. Uh, either that or he's trying to bring back the old, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Funk or whatever, um, Dr. Funkenstein or whatever. No, I just think it's from Prince. I don't know. I guess an idiot. Um, <laughs> so here, here are the odds for best record. Despacito was minus three fifty. Humble was plus two seventy five. Twenty four K Magic was plus six hundred. Redbone by your boy Charles Gambino was plus two thousand, and OJ was plus twenty five hundred. So. Bruno Mars wins at plus 600. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. Despacito is a very heavy favorite. Now, for Song of the Year, the favorite was that 1-800 song. Which, can we talk about that performance real quick? Well, we're, we're, we're about there. I know, but, okay. you know. We're here. Does it have to be the same exact performance as he did last time? All right. Remember, I, remember my earlier note about singing about literal things? Yeah. This is it. It was the same, literally the same exact, not even the song. The performance was basically the same. Then so, last time, what show were we watching where he did that? Um, I think it was MTV something. Yeah, it was American the MTV Awards. Awards. He did the same thing. He did the exact same performance. You got to mix this up, buddy. Well, listen, this guy, I don't know logic. I don't know the rest of his stuff. But when people tend to do a socially conscious song like this, you're pretty much jumping in and that's like who you're going to be from now on and that's it and like people enjoy again don't i don't think people enjoy literally being spoken at about issues uh i think you've got to you know if you don't sing it literally then 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 i think you have a little more staying power like you think when macklemore did the thing that he did then he just kind of went away because no everyone's like yeah we don't care you know Usually, if you're really good at something, you don't have to do a gimmick like that. I'm just saying. I'm, I know it's a good cause, and I'm not doubting, doubting that this heart's in the right place, but when you sing, hey, my song is the, you know, I think that your people really don't want to hear from you again after that. All right. That's my thought. Then we get the Tom Petty tribute. All right, well, wait a second. Let me just go through... Song of the year, that 1-800 was minus 200. Despacito was plus 175. That's What I Like by Bruno Mars was plus 350, which won. Jay-Z was plus 1,000, and Issues was plus 2,500. And then Album of the Year, um, Kendrick Lamar was minus 275. Bruno Mars was plus 275. Lord was plus 500. Jay-Z was plus 1,200. And Childish Gambino was plus 1,500. And now we'll get to the final thing that we want to talk about, which is the Tom Petty tribute. Chris Stapleton came out again with, I'm not sure who he came out with, but it felt like they didn't even rehearse this. They were not, they did not have a good melody going. So you're not happy with it? I was not happy with the tribute. So here's the thing, like, I... Fast forwarded it because I didn't recognize the song. I didn't realize they were doing a Tom Petty song. And I woke up this morning expecting to talk about how they didn't tribute Tom Petty. And then I read that that's what that was. Yeah. I thought they were 
put his picture up rather than just flowers in the background. Like yeah. they did to uh, freaking Fats Domino and uh, Well, but Fats that, that like you gotta start thinking think this is like you no, thinking. No, but they that, sung a whole song of Tom Petty's and all they had in the background was pictures of flowers. I understand the song's called Wildflowers, but we can't can we get a picture of them? I gotta say, Tom Petty's had a lot of t- like discussion on this podcast, and I'm really, if there's any silver lining in any of this, it's that there's no more discussion about Tom Petty. Um, he's, oh, that's nice. He's a little overrated. That's nice. I'm just saying, it's like he's simply not overrated. He's overrated. All right. Well, that was the award show. But. I'm just saying, you think that he did, like, you know, like, last year they, like, you know, they do a big thing for Prince. He's not going to get the Prince treatment. He's not going to get the David Bowie treatment. Eh, I think he should. I know you think he should. You also think Devin Booker should be an all-star. Because in your world, those are the things that happen. But in the real world, it's not really the same way. Well, maybe I'll take Boogie Cousins' spot. No, they already announced that, um... Paul George took that spot. That's bullshit. It's not bullshit. Paul George and Lou Williams should both be in over Devin Booker. Anyway, all right, we're going uh, to we're, we're pivoting. Uh huh. We're pivoting to our favorite movie of the year. Now, this is usually our our biggest. You know, we we work all year for this this part of this segment. So I don't want to rush it, but we're 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 hitting a long period on this on this podcast. We're hitting a long period. It's all right. I guess we'll just have a longer podcast because I think this is important. This is like. This is kind of like our jam. This is kind of what started this podcast, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, I guess we can... Do you have any honorable mentions? Yes, I have honorable mentions. I have to say, before we start, there's some of the movies that I haven't seen, which that are you know, possibly going to be talked about here. I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name. I haven't seen Florida Project. I haven't seen Detroit. Or Stronger. This movie's Stronger. I don't know if that Stronger should be in with those, but I've heard it's pretty good. Alright, so I haven't seen all of those movies. I've seen about half of what you just mentioned. I still feel pretty... I, I feel pretty solid. I, like, really crammed through a bunch of movies um, this last week to make sure. Um, I did... Um, I even watched Ingrid Goes West. Uh because I was told that that was something that might be on my top ten list. It is not. Um, so I feel good. I feel like I've seen all the things I need to see. Um, I'll say my honorable mentions are The Florida Project did not make my top ten, and Spider-Man did not make my top ten, but that's an honorable mention because that was a really good movie. So, okay, I've got a few honorable mentions. Okay. So you only had a couple? I, those are my only two. All right. My honorable mentions are movies that I liked this year that didn't make my top ten were Darkest Hour, uh, Shape of Water, which I don't know. If any of these are on there, we'll have a longer discussion. Yeah. So neither of those are uh, on my top ten list. I'll tell so you Shape that. of Water I liked, did not like the end. Oh, I thought I, the ending was a little too uh, not creative. Oh, so I liked the endings about the only thing I li- I didn't. I don't know. That movie... I don't love that movie. Um, Darkest Hour, I guess you could put on my honorable mention. I actually saw it twice. Um, I'm with um, you. Uh, okay. Thor? 
was in my honorable mentions. That was a fun, fun time at the theater. Thor was good. Uh, Phantom Thread. I liked it. Okay. Just didn't, uh, subject matter was a little much. Um, not enough to make them to my top ten. Um, Colossal, I liked a lot, which was the one with, uh, Anne Hathaway, where she can control the monster, not knowing it. Thought that was a funny movie. Okay. Uh, Logan. Um, which was the, uh, X-Men movie. Right. That was good. Blade Runner. Um, thought it was visually amazing, and I hope Roger Deacon wins, finally. Um, but, I don't know, it was a little, uh, it was a little too slow. And, uh, Greatest Showman were the my honorable, honorable mentions. The Hugh Jackman movie. Hugh Jackman liked it. Thought Singing. it was entertaining. Singing movie. Singing movie, I All liked right. it. All right. So, this is good, because it looks like we're going to have some different... There's a couple... There's a couple things we're going to have to do. So I think you should, uh, like, let's do, like, 10 through 6. Like, you'll do 10 through 6, and then I'll do 10 through 6, and then we'll do 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Okay. That works. Uh, I so also want to put in my, you know what, I want to put in my honorable mention, I still think American Maid was a good movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. I forgot about that you one. Know, I, I don't think it's, like, I just, wanted, I just wanted to give it a shout-out. All right. Uh, my number 10 is Phantom Thread. Okay. Am I now? Am I supposed to comment about it, or am I? Yeah, you should comment about okay. it. Okay. So here's what I loved about Fam Thread. The first half hour was like, "Good God, this is a boring movie," but when he says like the line, when she comes down with the tea, and she says, "He says, well, why are you bringing me tea?" She says, "Well, I thought you'd want tea." He goes, "Did I order tea? Did I ask for tea? No." And she's like, "I'll just bring it back up." He goes, "Yeah, you will." And she's like, no, it's fine. I'll just bring it back up. Because, yeah, you can bring the tea back up, but the interruption will always be here. Yeah, I was exactly. Just like, I was like, look. I did love that scene, too, when he, uh, she tries to, like, kick everyone out of the house. And, like, the woman's trying to warn him, warn her that that's not a good idea. And yeah. And she, like, makes it all. And he's, like, t- telling her, like, that he doesn't like his asparagus cooked in butter or something. Yeah, 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 like all that. Yeah, that's good. So here's the thing. Like, it's not the perfect movie, and it's not the most interesting movie. However, I think that everybody can relate, and I can specifically relate to Daniel Day-Lewis's character. If you're going to be honest with yourself, we're all that big of an asshole sometimes. Um, so <laughs> I think that that's important, and that's something that really got me, where I was like, yeah, I've been that big of an asshole before, you know. Maybe not to the degree, and certainly not with the eloquence of which he was, but uh, it just really made me like I don't know that that brought me into it, and thought it was great. I thought I, I thought it was you know it's a beautiful movie. So Phantom Thread's my number ten. My number nine is Lady Bird. Um, I feel I feel like Lady Bird wasn't going to be in my top ten, but it wasn't going to be in my top ten strictly out of personal backlash, and that wasn't fair. Uh, I think people like this movie too much. It's a good movie, but it's not as good as everyone thinks it is. Um, but Yeah, I agree. But it's still a good movie, and I, I want to give it its props because I, I enjoyed it. And so that's my number nine. My number eight is... Well, wait a second. So you're going to have some of the same ones. So I'll just talk about the whatever I feel like talking about. Wait, wait, all right. Wait. Yeah. All right, number, number eight for me is I, Tanya. 
Okay. I loved I, Tanya. I thought this was that great. That did not make uh, any of my lists. I figured. Um, I, I loved this movie. I thought, like, she was so good. I was so surprised how good she was. And then Alice and Janney, of course, is, like, really awesome in it. Um, I thought, um, I don't know. Um, I, I just, I usually don't like when people address the camera, and I still, like, really, like, I don't know. I thought it was great. I thought it was, um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, my, num- my number seven's Big Sick, which I know will probably be high for you, so I'll wait till you talk about it. My number six is The Post. And The Post, everybody kept saying, ah, this is like just a pretty like normal movie. You know, it's what you expect. Tom Hanks is cool and, and does his thing in Meryl Streep. But I thought that movie was awesome. I love movies. I love movies where there's no real bad guy. You know, where like everybody's working together. Like all the characters on the screen are like basically good guys working together. Against an yeah, off-screen. that whole scene where they're at the uh, at the house, house and, and they're like, the, the lawyer comes in and he's like, oh shit, and they're all like looking for, trying to put the thing together, and it was like it started off really slow, and then like I think, I think it was done on purpose. Obviously, it's like once the intensity started, the movie got quicker in pace. Yeah, it was really yeah. well, and I loved all the. Uh, shots of the actual newspaper getting made. That was fantastic. You know, like, yes, I'm with you. Like, uh, how they make all the, like, prints. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking that you weren't going to be in on the post, because, you know, everybody's like, it's one of those things... Post is on my list. It's what? Post is on my list. Okay. It's like one of those things that, like, we take for granted, because Steven Spielberg's, like, a really freaking good director, and she and Meryl Streep's a really good actress, even though Marino disagrees uh, for some reason. And, um, and Tom Hanks is a really great actor. So we kind of take it all for granted if it's not the greatest, most epic thing. But it's just, it's, and it looks so easy the way they do it. It's just, everything is so good. I, I don't know. I, I love the tension in that movie. Just thought it was great. Yeah. So that's my number Bob six. Bob Odercourt. It's good. Yeah. So what's your 10 through 6? Uh, so number 10 is uh, Spider-Man. It made my top 10. thought it was really good in terms of storytelling. And uh, those guys actually, um, you know, who wrote it, Sam Weir from Freaks and Geeks, they just got, they booked a directing job of the new Flash movie. They're writing and directing the new Flash movie. This is a side note. Okay. But I thought it was uh, really well done. It was a refreshing change to everything and had a different take on it. Great reveal. Uh, had a great reveal. Yeah, really like, good one reveal. One of my favorite reveals ever. Like that, that, that. Yeah. Um, and it's not getting a lot of props. Like a lot of people aren't putting on like high on their list this year and I, I thought that was surprising. Um, yeah. So, uh, number nine, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Oh, okay. I love this movie. I did have I did have a couple problems with it, but in terms of like sitting on my edge of my seat and like literally having emotional reactions to what was going on in the screen, this was a pretty intense film. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's uh, Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman, where Colin Farrell plays a uh, a surgeon who 
I guess at some point, uh, someone died on his table, and the son gets revenge by basically making his family paralyzed and basically telling them that there's three stages that are going to happen. Um, and in order for him to stop what's going to happen to his family, he needs to kill one of his family members. Oh, God. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Wow. Um, so my number, yeah. Wait, did you like this guy's last movie, um, The Lobster? No, I did not. Okay, and you still gave this a chance. That's interesting. I gave it a chance. Okay. Also, our first AD on the movie is our first day here here. So I probably wouldn't have watched it if he wasn't talking about it all the time and I wanted to support him. So whatever. Um, but I loved it. So anyway, number eight, Get Out. Which I'm guessing is on your list. Yeah. Um, Get Out was uh, one of the best times I had at the theater in terms of crowd. Watching yes. it with a good crowd. That's so true. Um, that was a really fun time at the movies, and I really liked the end of it. It was good. Um, that was a good reveal too. Yeah, you know, did you know that the the ending was originally different, and and he screened it, and people didn't like that. It turned out with a with a ending gone wrong, so he changed it. Did, have you heard this? No. So originally, this is gonna be a spoiler. But originally, the the original shot ending was that the cops show up, like the real cops, and not his buddy. And it was like a depressing ending to the movie, and people were like, "Nah, we want to feel good," you know. And so they decided to make the change. And he said it was like the best, you know. It was like such a learning lesson to learn, like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you can change this. That that actually changes everything, and it's more effective." a different different end yeah all right uh number seven is the post talked a little bit about that um and number six john wick (laughs) two made my list (laughs) i love john wick two you like it better than one um no i think one's better but john wick two is like really good it was but that's something you can rewatch all the time, and not uh, which you can. It's on TV, but uh, it's um, it's a fun. That's a fun movie, and also supposedly I hear that Stars now is doing a Continental show, which I was like, all I want after I saw the first one is a whole movie about the hotel mm-hmm. and how that works. And now we're getting a whole series. All right, looks like I'm getting uh, Stars. Um, so that was my top six. Okay. So we'll just go, we'll go five down to one. Yep. What do you guys, number five? And it's interesting because we're not going to have a lot in the same top five, which is nice. I like when we don't have, when we don't agree. My number five is Logan. Oh. I th- All right. I thought that movie was awesome. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Um... It just did. I like comic book movies. Like, my favorite comic book movie of all time is probably Unbreakable, um, which isn't a comic book, but it's a superhero movie. My favorite superhero movie is probably Unbreakable because I like thinking of things in the real world versus this other universe. Like, I've always been that way, um, <clears throat> which is why I like The Dark Knight, you know, on top of a million other reasons. But I was always very. Um, anti 
Marvel Universe stuff. It just was, you know, I've come around on that a lot, but Logan had that feel of something that is, like, almost plausible, you know? It's like... I, I just I, and and the character to make a little girl that little girl character was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Do you realize Hugh Jackman's been playing that character for almost twenty years? Yeah, yeah. And it's still, you see a movie that uh, is still great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But that's you would what, think like the character would die out. Right. But that's one of the things that's unique about that situation is the fact that we have spent like, 17 years with this guy as his character, and to see him, like, fading away, you yeah. know, going out the way he's going out, it just seems very real, and it's like, I don't know, I, I loved it. So, that's my number five. What's your number five? My number five was The Big Sick. Okay. I loved uh, that movie. I thought it was really funny, well-written. Uh, I loved... Um, What's his name? Uh, Ray Romano and Helen. Uh, not Holly, Helen Hunter. Hunter. Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. It's weird how similar uh, those names are, though. It is. Uh, I thought they were awesome. And uh, I just thought, obviously, you know, it came from a real life event. But it's like something like that, to write something like that, is just, you have to go through it, which made it, like, real, you know? It just made it feel like a real thing. So, I wanted to bring this up if we were going to talk about the Oscars, but I'm guessing we should hold on the Oscars for next week as a subject, because we, we're already pretty far yeah. in. But this this got some snubs that I want to go into. Big sense. Yeah, for sure. There were some, there were some uh, people that were left off. So, we can do that next week when we do uh, our Super Bowl odds. Uh, right. Number four for me was Get Out. Like you said, that's a great way to put it. It was such a good movie theater going experience, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's my number four. What's your number four? My four was Lady Bird. Um, I would say that I don't think Greta Gerwig, and I hate to say this, but should have been nominated for Best Director over certain people. But uh, it was a very... You know, I like movies like that. But as we said before, when we reviewed it, I think a couple podcasts ago, I mean, Edge of Seventeen and this movie were kind of like basically the same thing, and uh, that one didn't get as much. I think it's just the times, maybe. Well, it's it's that uh, it's the times. It's it's the fact that this is more nostalgic. I think that helps. Is there is better dialogue in this movie? I think there's better dialogue in this movie. Um, the characters are a little bit... It's, like, a little bit better. It's, like, a little... Yeah, it's a little bit better. You know, but it is. You're right. It's the same story. It's just told a little... I don't know. There, there's details that this one gets. Like, Edge of Seventeen... And I'm with you, because I really like that movie, too. Edge of Seventeen was, like... Um, like, this one just had personal details that, that people could relate to, like, that that didn't have. That was more, like, broad. You know, this is a broader character. Where this is where Lady Bird's more of a very specific person. That's the way I feel about it. Um, my number three is Three Billboards. Okay. Um, what's your number three? Three Three Billboards was so fucking good. You watched, I watched that for I watched that for the second time. 
just all the characters in that movie. It's less. My number three is Dunkirk. Okay. Um, I watched it for a second time. The first time I saw it, I it took me a long time to get the, I guess the editing of it, um, which kind of took away from the enjoyment of watching it. Mm-hmm. I thought, even though the experience of seeing in that in the theater with the sound and everything was like amazing and the filmmaking was amazing but the second time I saw it and I was able to follow it more I mean I thought it was a lot I felt like the second viewing was a lot better um, more enjoyable I still think Tom Hardy should have made a right turn at the end of the movie rather than a left <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah he definitely went to the wrong side let's just say that yeah um, but that was a great it was a great movie. Um, my number two... All right, so my number two and number one I've gotten a lot of shit for. So my number two is Blade Runner. Okay. Like you said earlier, it's just the most... It's just such a beautiful movie. Uh, I know that it's slow and it's long and the Jared Leto character is kind of displaced, but to what they did with that world... I just thought it was awesome. I thought it was a perfect role for Ryan Gosling, like a sort of robot guy. (laughs) You know? Um, There's nothing... I mean, outside of maybe Jared Leto being in a different movie than everybody else, everything else about that movie just blew me away. Uh, The Vegas scene is the best. It's just so good. Probably the best scene of the year. Yeah, the Vegas stuff was freaking great. I mean, visually, that movie... I mean, if Roger Deakins can't win for that... I mean, yeah, and you go into this stuff with the girlfriend. I know, it's crazy. You go to stuff with his, like, when you start going into who his girlfriend is and she's just some made-up, like, hologram, like, just all of that. I just, I still can't get out of my head. I think it's so interesting. Um, And I'm not a huge Blade Runner person. I didn't love original Blade Runner. So um, that's my number two. My number two is Three Billboards. Oh, okay. I thought that was going to be your number one. So that's why I, I didn't thought, get into uh, it. Oh. Yeah, I love I loved that movie in terms of, like, you had no clue. It was very, There was a lot of surprises. A lot of turns that it took that you didn't expect it to take. I love the ending. Um, I, uh, I know a lot of people... I mean, it's hard to talk about it for people who haven't seen it. But... Uh, yeah, I just thought all the performances were great, and uh, Sam Rockwell is probably going to win, and uh, Francis McDormand's probably going to win because they were both great in the movie. So I guess you, uh, what did you want to say about it? Now that uh, no, nothing, I, nothing. I, I just figured that you were, you know, I, I think you liked it more than I did. I really liked it. I just think you liked it more than I did. I thought it was. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that movie, um, except maybe like they'd put a little more investigation into who blew up a police station. That's my only problem with it. But um, Which on my second viewing, like my first viewing I had, I thought it was one person. And then on a second viewing, there was a throwaway line in it that revealed that it was someone else. Hmm. And we'll have to talk about this off air if you had the same... No, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, hmm, 
okay, well, I guess I was wrong about that one. But anyway, um, so what was your number one? Well, this is interesting because I can't guess what your number one is. I mean, I, um, I've gotten, I, I think I know right now because I just started looking at it on my list. Um, you said it's, you haven't seen Call Me By Your Name. I'm just kidding. Um, my number one is Dunkirk. And I've gotten a lot of shit from people for it because a lot of people think that Dunkirk isn't, they've had a lot of problems with it. But every problem I feel like people have is something I like about it. They're like, you know, like, I'm a big character person, usually. So what I love about this movie is that there are no characters. Like, they're all, like, faceless, nameless people. So the fact that you're getting mixed up who's who is on purpose. Like, that's the point of it. Now... I'm good with everything that has to do with Dunkirk for a long time, and yeah. and well, I think if you haven't seen Dunkirk, you should watch Darkest Hour first. Okay, and then go into Dunkirk because it gives a lot of more perspective of right. what was happening before the events. And may- Dunkirk is more of like in the moment, and they don't give you any outside viewing of what really is going on. I mean, there's a couple lines here and there, but they don't focus on that. See, okay, so going back to the film, though, like, I, I, the way you were confused by the editing the first time, I, like, loved the way that it was edited, the fact that it could, that all this was happening at this time, I just thought that was so clever, and I thought it was clever, you're essentially, Dunkirk, you're picking up the third act of a story, and you're just shooting that, you know, there's no, it's not really a beginning, middle, end thing, it's like, you're picking it up in the middle of shit, and I just love the way that you did that, and to me, you know, there's something I want to do in our podcast coming up, and I was thinking about this when I was watching Phantom Thread. I was like, who had the best three-year, like, three-movie run? You know, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with that when we, on a slower, slower um, podcast day. But, like, you know, Nolan was on a good one, and then he made, like, two movies. Like, he, then he made Interstellar, and I was like, ah. And now I'm kind of like, Christopher Nolan might be, like, I, I might be all in on that guy again. This was this was amazing, and it's my favorite movie of the year. All right. My number one movie was War for the Planet of the Apes. See, I, I didn't think, I didn't, I couldn't guess it, and then I just saw it written down on my thing, and I was like, okay. All right. I, I freaking love that movie, obviously. I thought it was, like, so well made. The visual effects were just ridiculous. The last 20 minutes of that movie were so epic. Um, I thought it was really well told. It was told all from the... Uh, I didn't like the other two. Like, the other two I weren't wasn't too uh, excited about. But uh, they added some elements. Um, and they did the whole movie from the eight point of view, which was different than the other ones. Um, and I thought they did it perfectly, and I thought uh, that was my favorite film-going experience of the year. Thought it was great, and I'm I'm, a, I'm upset that I didn't see that one in the theater. I saw it on a, tra- a screener, but uh, it was uh, it was very good. I saw it. I thought it was fine. Um, I do think the story is really good, and I'm with you. Yeah, I, like, I like what you just said about it being from the apes' perspective. That's good. But I just, you know, I can't get over it. I'm watching cartoon apes the whole time. Yeah, I know. You have an issue with CGI. But it's not just, it's not just that. But, I mean, it's like, you know, and it's, it's, well, it's as good as it can be. Like, for right now, it's good. I mean, you know, they look real. But 
Um, and I liked when they found that character in the snow and all that stuff. And there's some great stories in there, but yeah. All right. And then uh, I guess so that wraps that up. But I just want to, did you pick your worst movie of the year? Oh, yes. Um, I have two. I have a tie for two also. Okay. I wonder if they're the same movies. Um, I know one of them will be. Uh, so I did two of the, because uh, it's kind of the same genre. Okay, my, all right. All right. Chips and Baywatch. Oh, okay. So Chips you, and Baywatch were friggin' terrible. I didn't see Chips, but Baywatch is one of my two. I'm just so mad that Baywatch was so bad. I know, it could have been really, really funny. I'm just so mad at how bad that movie was. I'm so but, mad uh, that Chips, they, I'm so they totally mad. changed the uh, storyline. They tried to add plot to it. Um, yeah, it was just... Uh, speaking of plot and off-subject, I watched Bright yesterday. Yes. Dude, that thing has way too much plot. All right, let's hold off on Bright, because I want to watch it and talk about it, because I've heard enough people debate Bright. And, and I, I think that that might be like that. Let's just hold off real quick, but okay. That's a lot of plot. But anyway, what's, what's so your worst? One of them was Baywatch as well. Um, and my other, like, the worst movie, I think, probably was Mother. I can't believe Mother's, Mother's yeah, not. Mother. I can't believe Mother's not your worst movie of the year. That was pretty bad. That thing. Remember what I said about songs being too literal? This is the same kind of thing. It, I. I hate to, like I said, I hate to uh, chastise someone for trying to do something like original and different, but holy shit, that thing was not, that was, that was one of the worst times I've ever had of watching anything. And I've talked about it since, and I've thought about it since, I just do not like it. So, there you go. Um, all, right. all right, so next, so we're, we're, we're hopefully coming back before the Super Bowl. I think we're expecting to. We're going to go over our props and we'll do, um, we'll go over the Oscar snubs and, and, and nominations and all that then. Anything else? No, I think we uh, did. We did a lot. It's a long podcast. We did a lot. We did a lot today. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.